The church listens for God's word. Praise be to God. Luke 21. 21. Um, the lectionary today is 21, 5 through 19, but I felt led by the Spirit of God to go 1 through 19. We'll give me one second to get my ducks lined up so I won't get off track. Hear the word of the Lord, Luke 21, 1 through 19. The widow's offering and the signs of the end of the age. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said. This poor widow has put in more than all of the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones, and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they ask, when, when will these things happen? And what will the sign be that they are about to take place? And he replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and resolutions, revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. And then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and famines and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and on all account of my name. This will result in your bearing witness to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lord, I ask you once again, as I have prayed on the way over here this morning, that you will move me out of the way and speak a special word to your people this day. 
On the way over here this morning, well, first let me go to the hymn that we sang, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, the hymn. And there was a line in there, and I can't remember uh, exact words to it, but it said something like, you'll get lost and you won't be able to find your way back. So keep your eye on me. On the way over here this morning, I listened to Caleb, I often do, hear God through music as much as in the, the scriptures and through witness and testimony in other ways. And there was a lady, I don't know her name, that told this story. She said that there was a father who had four sons, and he wanted to teach his sons a lesson, a life lesson. So he sent each one of the sons to a tree, to the same tree. But he sent the sons to the tree in a different season of life, the four seasons. First winter, spring, summer, and fall. So all four sons saw the same tree, but they witnessed a different experience when they met the tree because of the seasons of life. And then she said, which really stuck to me, the father said to his sons, but don't judge the tree. Each one of them came back with a different version, I said, for the season that they saw in the tree. And he said, you're all right. You're all right. Because in each season, the tree looked different to each person, and the tree had different fruit even some death among the seasons. But he said, we can't judge in our own, she said, in our own lives either, a person or ourselves based on just one season of our life. We have to look at the whole picture and where we're going and our purpose here on earth and God's kingdom plan for our lives, not just what we're going through this season or maybe even the last season. But the whole picture of the kingdom of God in our lives and put it all together so that it can make sense to us. If we only use one part of our seasons of our life of the four, or we wear the wrong clothes in the wrong season, winter and summer clothes or summer and winter clothes, we're going to get off course like we heard in the hymn today and have a hard time finding our way back. We heard in the scripture passage today, stand firm and stay on course knowing the promises of God. I thought this morning on the way here of a movie that this spoke to me through. I don't know if any of you know the actor Vince Vaughn. Don't judge me on him as an actor. I don't know him that well. Uh, but I did see a wonderful movie uh, that I've enjoyed. I think it's called Four Christmases. Years ago, I had forgotten about the movie. And as I thought about the movie, it struck me that Vince was in a church with his girlfriend, not yet fiance. They were struggling with discerning whether they were going to get married or not. I think more so he than her. And they went to one of their family's Christmas functions at their church. And they were having a play. And um, Joseph got ill and could not be there. And at the last minute, they needed a substitute. So Vince Vaughn was asked to do the role, and he hesitated for a minute. It's out of his character and lead in this movie. He wasn't he said he didn't know how to act. When he got up there to do the performance, pride got in his way, and fame got to his head, and Buddy, he let her rip. And he got, he got off track, and he got off script. He didn't stick to the script, and all of a sudden it all became about he and his glory and his purpose in this. And then it caused division. He refabricated the whole story. 
uh, able to come out in the end as the story would have come out. But to make it all the vision to be on him, all the eyes to be on him and how good an actor he was. And he got a horse with his fiance or girlfriend and his families, and he couldn't have a hard time getting back on course. Ecclesiastes 3 1 says, To every time there is a season, and to every purpose under heaven there is a time. But if we're not careful, we will get off track or off course, especially in the times that are hard, the times that are challenging. Um, as God grows us in our faith journey and sanctification into his image through our lifetime, I think the challenges may seem to get harder, do they not? And our faith increases, I pray so, if we stand on the promises of God in due season. Easy like Vince Vaughn, when challenges come and hardships are before us, to take our eye off of the problem solver and not the problems and not make it about us or me. I experience, I've been experiencing that in my own life lately. When I got back from out of town this week, I sat still um, on, I think it was Friday, later, to hear a word, to read through the scripture passages again, and to, and to hear the story. I'm in a season, I was in a season of unhearing. I felt like I just, I, I had, it had been a long time since I sat to read and it just wasn't clicking with me. Sometimes it's clearer than others when we hear and see. Sometimes it's more difficult, which requires us to dig deeper into the roots, into the Word of God, and to live into the truths of God and not our feelings or what we think. So I went to my library, and I pulled out this Bible. That I just picked two off my shelf, and this happened to be one of them. Jesus' picture's on the front of it. New International Version, the, the version, the Knowing Jesus Study Bible. Now, how, how ironic is that? The Knowing Jesus Study Bible. And I opened it up to the first page, just looking through it, and it said, presented to Sandra Brown by the Holy Spirit on the occasion of the desire to know Jesus. 2002. Now, this was not my first Bible I had had, but I hadn't held this one in my hand in a long time. And I think as time goes on and we challenges are before us that we've not faced before and they get harder and harder in uncomfortable situations or God moves us into a different season or location to use us as we heard this morning wherever we are to bear witness through these things in our lives, that it's important for us to stay close and draw nearer to God. So our old ways of doing things, maybe, are good. Our traditions are good. They're foundational. But we continue to branch out into our study and understanding and reflection. And sometimes God puts us in places that that makes it necessary for us to draw nearer to God so that we're no longer looking at ourselves in our lives and what's before us. But like the temple situation today, 
that we're looking more at God in our future and not what's about to happen to us. I know that I'm a lot of times looking for, um, I want to know when something's going to happen. I like to know things. I want to prepare ahead of time. Um, I want to uh, know God's timing in it and what he's doing right now and not just go through it to grow through it with God. And as we read the scripture passages this morning, we hear that he is telling uh, the church that, and the disciples that things are coming to an end, that things are going to be destroyed. Not when, not if, but when. That all the things that we have known are not going to be the way they used to be. But we, and they continue to be in fear and want to know when this is going to happen. And he says what? Like we heard this morning with the surprising loss. We don't know when the time is going to come. We don't know when our end is here. We don't know when he's going to return. But we do know he is going to. And so the scripture passage is not just about losing the temple and the destruction ahead of us or before us. It is more importantly about us finding hope in the things in our life that are getting us prepared for that season of our life for the kingdom and glory of God. Not for our own lives and not for our own glory, but for God's purpose and God's kingdom and God's glory. This past week, um, I had a privilege of someone calling me, and um, they had had a very difficult time in their life. They are a, a, not a widow, but a single person who has had a lot of struggles in their life trying to get on track and find their way. And it was on Monday, and I listened, and they, they said, Today has been the best day I have had in years. Years. And I said, and they just sort of tell me all these wonderful things. And I said, well, why do you think, what happened to make this change in direction change in your life? For, for months, uh, I had heard of, of negative negativity and complaining and mumbling and murmuring and uh, lack of trust and lack of faith and lack of hope as I listened patiently. And this is what they said. Gratitude, gratitude. I have had a change of heart to have a thankful heart. And the minute my heart changed in thanksgiving and gratitude, things began to change. And then I was reminded of one of our prior messages that God appreciates the sacrifice, yes, sacrifice we remember hearing, of thanksgiving in Psalm 50, verse 14. Because especially when times are tough and we know destruction is coming and we know death is before us and we're having hardships in our lives and everything seems lost or we do, we have to remember like the widow giving her mites that everything we have and everything we will have comes from Jesus. God. So she was free to give all she had to eat on for that week or month, knowing and trusting that God would provide for her for the future without fear. And that was a gift of sacrifice to Jesus for her. And he said, this poor widow gave more than anybody else gave 
because of the place of her heart of trust and dependence on God to provide. See, sacrifice thanks offerings, thank offerings to God, Psalm says. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. Because not only when things and bad things are going to happen, but knowing they are going to happen, not just when. And then it says, and you will honor me. Now here's a question for us. No mumbling. No complaining, Sandra. No negative talk. Wishing things were different. Going backward. But totally trusting and dependent on God for her very life when she gave away her last two pennies. Thankful, trusting, assuring. The question I just thought of. Our sacrifices. What position is our heart in? As we read the scripture today, Again, it said, I will deliver you. That's his promise. He will deliver us in our time of trouble when we call on his name. But do we always honor him in that? Or am I getting ready to be more concerned about the devastation ahead of me again? Or knowing what's going to happen or being prepared for what's happened and not joyfully being present in this moment in faith and trust. In summary, this scripture passage calls us to a deeper meaning that we are to stand firm, verse 19, in God when troubles and persecution strike. Despite its language and imagery of impending destruction, these passages are grounded in a, grounded in a deeper underlying hope. Hope. The reason for the season. Hope through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hope in that God remains present in the world and in our lives, even when things have gotten so bad that it feels like the world is closing in on us. We can see assurance of God's faithfulness to us right in the face of the storms of life and in difficult times, which is the point of the passage. When all seems lost, do we stop and give God glory? Or am I more focused on what's happening to me and in my own life and maybe what I wanted and maybe didn't get or had hoped for but hadn't come yet? Or am I praising God for the opportunities we heard in the hymn today in the scripture passages that he presents to us in our challenges to number one, open the door for our witness, like Dr. Luke says, to wherever he sends us, to a very hurting and needy, hungry world of people. And number two, am I using it for an opportunity, are we, to draw nearer to God? I thought about it too. It's kind of simple, if you will. I'm trying to uh, eat healthier. Um, 
and do better. Last night I um, ordered dinner, just one night, and um, I actually went by to pick it up at Wendy's. Okay, I don't eat there much, but I wanted some chili. It was cold, and I just wanted some good old chili. I knew it wasn't going to settle well with me, but I didn't really care. Went to Wendy's and waited in line a long time. Okay, got my chili, I ordered it, and then I said on top of that, give me an extra chili. And if you will, I'll take a loaded baked potato. <laughs> it's funny enough, I was talking to Robert Field on the phone at that time, and I said, Robert, don't listen to all that. That's not for one meal. And he kind of laughed. But I went home, it was, um, it was late afternoon, and I had a lot to do for that evening, and I ate before the ball game. So later evening, I was hungry. I thought it was again. I really wanted to get out that loaded baked potato after I had already had um, a salad with chili on it and sour cream and you know, chips. And this was what came to me. Stand fast. Make your choice. Go get it and eat it or do what's better for you. And I knew I didn't need to eat that loaded potato. So I chose not to. And I felt better too. A lot better. We can focus as we choose on impending trouble coming that might come that may never come, or what's in front of us that are challenges that we're facing. What else, God, like Job? Or we can focus on again those opportunities that God has given us to draw nearer, to to seek harder, to dig deeper and to grow in our trust and faith that he is always through generation and generation healing and restoring and making new and put our trust and faith in him. Eyes on God and off of myself. Eyes on others and off of myself. Eyes on his kingdom and off of myself and off my own purpose and desires but on his. He says we can count on trouble when it comes, but he is with us in the midst of the storm. And if we stay in the eye of the storm, then we won't be bothered by what's circling around us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.